Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Priscilla Lane. Adolf Nojou. And Humphrey Bogart. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. <laughs> Presenting tonight, If You Could Only Cook. And here is your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. The Gulf Oil Companies and your neighborhood good Gulf dealer welcome you to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Tonight, our story is the delightful Columbia comedy, If You Could Only Cook, starring Adolf Manjou, Humphrey Bogart, and Priscilla Lane. I'll play the part of Flash. Our story concerns... How do you like that? I missed him. Hey... Hey, what's the idea? Who's shooting? Pay no attention to it, buddy. I just took a shot at my cook. Oh, well, that's all right. Huh? I guess I'm kind of impetuous. But you know what he done? He forgot to put the garlic in my poor lazy sauce. The rat shooting's too good for him. Well, that gives you an idea of what happens when an infamous gangster named Dan Nolan hides the soul of a gourmet under his bulletproof vest. And what might be in store for an unemployed typist and a tired millionaire when they enter his employee as cook and butler. Ridiculous situation, isn't it? Well, you hold still and we'll soon find out how it comes about. In just a moment, Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra will play one of the briefest overtures ever written and our story will begin. But first, here's something else that's very brief and very important. All right, bud. A good automobile certainly can give you an amazing number of miles of service if you take good care of it. Normally, you'd hardly even begin to use up that mileage, but these days you may very well want to drive your car longer than usual. That's why good care is mighty important, especially the right kind of lubrication service. So better stop at your good Gulf dealers for Gulf Flex registered lubrication. Gulf Flex protects the vital wearing points in the chassis of your car with six specially developed lubricants, scientifically applied. Yet Gulf Flex registered lubrication costs no more than an ordinary grease job. Better be sure your car gets this special care, and be sure, too, that it gets that high anti-knock Gulf no-knocks gasoline designed to stop harmful pounding and hammering inside your engine. For products, for service, and to help your car stay young longer, stop at your good golf dealers.
Buchanan Automobile Company. Mr. Buchanan, one moment, please. I'll connect you with his secretary. Mr. Buchanan's office. Oh, I'm sorry he isn't in. Who? Oh, Miss Fletcher. But he isn't in, Miss Fletcher. Sure, I know he's going to marry you next week, but until then he's his own boss, isn't he? Now, look, he erupted out of a director's meeting a half an hour ago. Well, you might reach him by carrier pigeon. You see, every time he gets upset, he takes himself for a walk in the park. What's that, Miss Fletcher? How do I know what? Go away, go away. Go away, pigeon, too. I haven't any peanuts. Go away. Make yourself a nice pigeon nest and sit in it. You know, you birds are just as stubborn as my board of directors. Only you sound a little more intelligent. You're welcome. All right, since you insist upon this board meeting, I'll tell you what I think of each one of you. You, Flanagan? I was designing automobiles while you were still selling insurance. And you, Mr. Collins? You're still living in the day when a buggy whip was standard equipment on every horseless carriage. Mr. Lannan, you're a fool. Brown, you're an idiot. And Jones, you're a nincompoop. You forgot the little moth-eaten pigeon here on the end. What? Oh, I beg your pardon. I didn't know there was anybody else on the bench. Well, don't mind me. If you want to tell these pigeons off, go right ahead. I really have nothing against pigeons. Oh, I know. You've lost your job and you're mad at the world. Isn't that right? Well, here, you better look this over. Look what over? The want ads. Help wanted. Mail. Oh, uh, well, you see, I don't really want... Well, you'll never find anything if you don't look. You don't want to go on relief, do you? Well, I would like to avoid that as long as possible. What kind of work do you do? Oh, typist, secretary. What's your particular line? Automobiles. Oh, grease monkey, huh? Well, I... Bet you look cute in a uniform. Well, you see anything in the paper you like? There's nothing that really appeals to me. Boy, when you've been out of a job as long as I have, you won't be so particular. Gee, I wish I was a couple. Couple of what? People. The only good ads are for couples. Here, uh, just look at this one. Uh, uh, yeah, right here. Cook and butler, 175 a month. Wow. Now, if you could only cook... But or... I can. I'm a marvelous cook. Say, wait a minute. Can you buttle? Buttle? Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, very good, sir. Uh, dinner is served, madame. Uh, your coat, sir? Well, there's nothing difficult about that. Then what are we waiting for? Come on. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not so fast. Oh, look, it's a job, isn't it? Yes, but we're not a couple. That is, we are a couple, but not in a legal sense. Anyway, I haven't said I'd do it. But you have to do well, it. it's too fantastic. I'd like to talk it over. Well, save your talk for the interview. It's a chance of a lifetime for both of us. Wait, I'll look up the address. But look, I, I don't even know you. We can't do a thing like this without... Here it is. Apply to D.F. Nolan, Nolan Manor, Longhaven. Let's go. Now, wait. I... Nolan? Did you say D.F. Nolan? Uh-huh. Why, my dear girl, Nolan is the biggest racketeer in the city. I wouldn't care if he had six heads. He's still paying $175 a month. Well, what do you say? Well, wait. I'll check it up to my board of directors. What do you say, Mr. Flanagan? And you, Mr. Collins? Oh, you think I shouldn't go, eh? Well, you can all go jump in the lake. You mean we're going after the job? You bet we are. And let's hurry before some other couple beats us to it. Okay, okay, Flash. Start running them in. Send the next couple in. Okay, boss. Quiet. I beg your pardon, Wait but... your turn. Wait your turn, buddy. Hey, you in the front. Come on in. Hey, Ben, thank you. And never mind tanking him. Let me see what you can do on that stove. Yeah. What's the receipt of your board lazy sauce? How much garlic do you use? Garlic? 
It is so say Ben used no garlic, Mr. Nolan. I only used No it. garlic, no garlic. Get out, go on, feed it. Well, they... uh, no garlic. Send in the next one, Flash. Okay, Frenchie, you're next. Uh, tell the boss what you can do with garlic. Ah, the garlic, Monsieur Nolan. Ah, you like garlic, huh? Mais oui. It is the perfume of the epicure. Ah, gee, when you say it like that, it, it sounds good, too. <laughs> Alors, you take a medium-sized piece, comme si, drop it into the sauce, comme ça. What? Did you hear that, Flash? He drops it in the sauce. Get uh, out, what? get out, before I throw you out. On your way, Frenchy, on your way. Uh, here's, here's the next couple, boss. The butler and the cook. Uh, the guy seems to know his onions, but you better ask the dame about her garlic. Ah, come here, sister. And how much garlic do you use in for the lazy sauce? Garlic, Mr. Nolan? Well... Well? Oh, uh, well, in this particular sauce, you want only the ghost of the shadow of the flavor of garlic. Ah, the ghost of the shadow. The garlic should be suspended between thumb and forefinger above the saucepan and gently wafted back and forth like this. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? The ghost of the shadow wafted back and forth. There. Taste that, Mr. Nolan. Ah, baby. The job is yours. Honest? Sure. Say, what's your name? Joan. Okay, now, uh, how about your old man? Well, my name is James, sir. Uh, James Burns. Well, I always wanted a butler named James. Uh, wait a minute, boss. Yeah, what's the matter, Flash? Well, if I'm going to bodyguard you, i got to ask these guys a couple of questions. Ah, you and your sense of duty. Hey, uh, you took up references? References? Uh, references? Yeah. Uh, well, you see, sir, unfortunately, our trunks were lost. They, uh, they fell off the boat. What boat? What difference does it make what boat? They fell off the boat. They're hired. Now, wait a minute, boss. i got a right to know what boat. Oh, of course. It was, uh, it was the Mauritania. Yeah, uh, you see... Okay, Flash, that's enough questions. Take them upstairs and show them how they bunk. I'm going to lap up the rest of this sauce. Ah, the ghost of the shadow. Mr. Flash, uh, you don't mean there's only one bedroom? For well, sure. There's only two of you, ain't there? Don't tell me you've got a flock of kids. No, no, there's just the two of us. Well, then what do you expect? Oh, I suppose where you worked before, you had a whole suite, huh, Toots? Hey, that's good. Toots suite, huh? Very funny. Good night, sir. You don't get it. I said, uh, I said, whole suite, Toots. It's Toots suite. <laughs> uh, Thank you very much. Good night, sir. Okay. The boss wants his breakfast at eight. That's a trouble with these servants. Ain't got no sense of you. Well, John, it was nice while it lasted anyway. What do you mean? Well, I mean, obviously, we can't stay in the same room. No, we can't. But there's a balcony right outside that door. And we'll take turns. One of us sleeps in here, and the other one... Gets in pneumonia. All right. Give me the blanket. Oh, Jim, you aren't angry. Angry? Why, I'm as happy as a bird. And I'll probably feel like one sleeping on the balcony. I know I rushed you into this thing. And I hope you won't be sorry. You see, things have been going so badly... I, I just had to do something. No job, no money. I, I was desperate. Why, you poor little kid. Well, I guess we'd better not talk about it tonight. But I do want you to know how I feel. Well, uh, here's your blanket. Thanks. I, uh... Well, good night, uh, Mrs. Burns. <laughs> Gee, it sounds funny, doesn't it? Well, uh, good night, Mr. Burns. You, uh... You won't have to lock that door. Oh, thank you. Well, good night. 
I hope it'll be cozy for you. What was that? I I, I said I, I hope it won't be too cold for you. Oh. Well, good night. Good night. Well, well uh, uh, good, good night. night. Well, did you get that to Mrs. Burns all settled, Flash? Yeah. Yeah, but boss, I tell you something phony about them two. Ah, oh, you're too suspicious. Boy, what a cook. I'll lay you six two and even right now, the guy's a G-man. Yeah? Well, since when does a G-man travel around with a dame? She could be a G-woman, couldn't she? <laughs> oh, now listen, Flash. Listen, if there's anything phony with either one of them, they ain't gonna live to talk about it. Now, stop worrying. Okay, but I just thought of something. They said they arrived this morning on the Morantania, didn't they? So what? So the Morantania happens to be a troop transport now. So what? So if they was on the Morantania, they ain't a cook and a butler. There are a couple of English soldiers in Egypt. <laughs> okay, okay. Just keep your eye on them, that's all. And tell the boys not to open up when they're around. I still ain't gonna lose a cook like that. I... Hey. Huh? Hey, look out the window. Oh, what is it, boy? Look. Look up there on the sleeping porch. Who, who's that guy with the blanket? It ain't no Indian. It's that guy, James. I told you something was phony. He's going to sleep out on the porch. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Put that gun away, will you? Now, you see? Supposed to be married. And she's sleeping in the bedroom, and he's sleeping on the porch. Now, what do you think of your friend, the G-Man? I think he's a dope. So the first act of our golf theater story ends with Joan in the bedroom, Jim in a draft, and Flash in a mood to make trouble. From here on, anything can happen. But before it does, we'd like to say... You know, old father time can certainly creep right up on you. For instance, right now, November's almost over. And there are probably a good many of you motorists who still have a crankcase full of motor oil that's dirty and full of grit. Don't delay any longer. Make sure your engine is well protected. Drive in tomorrow at your neighborhood good golf dealers and get some fresh golf lube motor oil of the right seasonal grade. Golf lube is the finest regular-priced motor oil golf has ever sold. It's refined by the exclusive multisol process. Hence, resists the formation of sludge, helps prevent hard carbon deposits, and gives you surprisingly high mileage, low consumption. And at the same time you get golf lube, protect the chassis of your car with Golflex registered lubrication the modern method of car lubrication that uses not one, but six special Gulflex lubricants. Get both Gulflex registered lubrication and Gulf Lube motor oil. So for better protection and to help your car last longer, stop tomorrow at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc. And now for the second act of If You Could Only Cook, starring Humphrey Bogart, Priscilla Lane and Adolf Maggio. It's a week later. We find our four friends pretty much as we left them, only more so. Nolan is crazy about Jones cooking and is eating his head off. Flash still has his watchful eye and his suspicious leer, only more so. Joan is interested in her job and Jim. Jim Buchanan, alias James Burns, is interested in Joan, only more so. As our scene opens, Dan Nolan is at the dinner table still eating his head off. I'll have another generous helping of that stuff, sister. It's delicious. 
But, Mr. Nolan, I've already filled your plate eight times. What do you mean, eight times? It was only seven. Do you think I'm a pig? Oh, <laughs> very well, Mr. Nolan. You can have all you like. Uh, do you mind if I go to the kitchen? I have some work to do. Okay, okay, but leave the bowl here. Thank you. Well, I, I thought I'd wash the dishes so you'd have a little less work to do. <laughs> well, thanks, but since when do you wash dishes with a whisk broom? Well, I, I couldn't find anything else. It does a good job. You know, I've been watching you the past week, and I don't think you've ever done any real work in your whole life. But that's ridiculous. I worked my way through college doing this. College? <laughs> Next you'll be telling me you went to Yale. Smile when you say that. It was Harvard. Harvard? <laughs> yeah, you went through Harvard in a rubberneck bus. No kidding. Where did you work last? Well, I, uh, I worked at the, uh, at the James Buchanan Automobile Company. What were you, shipping clerk? Oh, no. I was really very close to Mr. Buchanan. Uh, Bucky, I called him. Oh, really? I suppose you could walk right into Jim's private office. Jim, you mean Bucky? Oh, I called him Jim. Oh? You were very close to him, too? Oh, I was his private secretary. He couldn't make a move without me. Really? Well, tell me more. Well, as a matter of fact, I'd still be with him, but uh, his fiance is so jealous. He certainly is. I mean, I've heard a lot of office gossip. Oh, but he writes me and begs me to come back. You see, he's really in love with me. Yes, I think he is. Uh, I, I mean, I can see that he couldn't help it. Oh, he's wonderful. He's so noble, so tender, so sweet, so romantic. You're so... dripping suds on the floor. <laughs> oh, oh, well... I guess it's fate. Evelyn Fletcher gets married tomorrow and gets James Buchanan. When I get married someday, what'll I get? I don't know. What? I'll probably get stuck with somebody like you. You sent for me, Mr. Nolan? Yeah, Joan. Sit down. I want to talk to you. <laughs> Go on. Sit down. Well, uh, really, Mr. Nolan, I've got lamb chops in the oven. Ah, lamb chops. Uh, but uh, but uh, business before pleasure. This is important. Is there something wrong with my cooking? No, no, no. It's divine, divine. It's the nuts. <laughs> You're a swell cook, and coming for me, that's something. Oh, thank you. Now, what I got to say is about that old man of yours. You know, James. Oh, has he done something wrong? He ain't doing right. You and him been married long? Oh, why, uh, yes, quite some time. Are you happy? Oh, of course. Well, then how come he sleeps out on the porch? Answer me that. <laughs> oh, well, uh, he he's a fresh air fiend. <laughs> that ain't what I call him. <laughs> come here, baby. Oh, Miss, Mr. Oh, Nolan, now, look, please. why don't you get rid of that dope? A, a beautiful doll like you ought to, ought to have a couple of buckets of diamonds, a house full of mink coats, a, a pack of yachts. Oh, Mr. Nolan, please, my lamb chops. Oh, lamb chops. <laughs> well, now, 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 look, Jonah, I ain't so hard to take, am I? Oh, Mr. Nolan, stop. Oh, come on now, Johnny, come on. Come on, Johnny. Mr. Nolan. Huh? If you please. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, hello, James. Perhaps you two would like me to be alone. Oh, no, Jim, I, I was... All right, John, get upstairs and pack. Hey, now, look here, wise guy. Mr. Nolan, John and I are quitting. Jim! Oh, now, wait a minute, James. You don't want to fly off the handle. It's a fine thing when a married man can't trust his employer. Yeah, but I wasn't doing anything. Honest, I wasn't. 
I was only complimenting her lamb chops. Go on, Joan. I said pack our things. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Look here, James. I don't care if you are her husband. You can't come between me and her cooking. Now, maybe I I was a little rough, but let's not get excited over a little thing like that. Now, look. I'll double your salary, see? And I won't even talk to Joan anymore. What do you say to that? Absolutely not. Oh, we'll I... think about it, Mr. Nolan. Oh, please, please. If you'll just stay, I'll be good. Honest, I will. And double the salary. Now, look, Joan, you're surely not thinking of staying. Why not? There's nothing vicious about Nolan. Why, uh, he's as harmless as a kitten. Yes, and you're catnip to him. Jim, let's sit down a minute and discuss this like sensible human beings. There's nothing to discuss. Come on, let's get packed. But why? I see, don't see any reason in it. No reason? Do you think I can go on working for a man who makes passes at my wife? Your wife? Certainly. What kind of a husband do you think I am? Well, we're not really married. What? Oh, that's right. I, I seem to keep forgetting that. Oh, Joan. Yes, Jim? Joan, I... Well, I... I don't know exactly how to say this. Yes, Jim? Well, what, what I mean is, uh, what if this fellow James Buchanan, the one you said was in love with you, what if he were to come to you and... Oh, he won't. But suppose he did. What if he decided that he couldn't marry Evelyn Fletcher tomorrow? He was too much in love with you? Oh, Jim Buchanan would never do a thing like that. What makes you think he would eat? Well, he's just not that sort of man. Jim told this Evelyn he'd marry her, and he will. He'd never back out on a deal. But what if he, he knew he was madly in love with you? That he'd never be happy with the other girl? Well, he'd keep it to himself. That's because he's honorable and fine. That's what I loved about him. You don't know what you talked yourself into. Oh, well, let's not talk about James Buchanan anymore. What was it you wanted to tell me, Jim? Not a thing, John. Not a single blessed thing. Flash, don't stand there with that dumb look on your pan. I'm asking a simple question. Where's my butler? Where's my cook? And where's my breakfast? And I'm trying to tell you, boss, that guy James has took a run-out powder. Your cook's crying all over the kitchen, and you ain't got no breakfast. Now, is that so? Well, just wait till I talk to that cook. Hey, hey, you. Yes, Mr. Nolan? Oh, now, now. Now, look, baby, uh, nothing could be as tough as that. He, he's left me. Well, you mean for good? Well, how do you know? He left a note. Ah, oh, well, you never ought to marry him in the first place. I, I never did. You mean he led you astray? <laughs> Why the dirty rat? One of them gigolos, huh? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Don't cry, don't cry, baby. He ain't worth Look, I, I still think you're a swell dish, and, and that deal is still open. Now, how'd you like to go on cooking for me the rest of your life? How'd you like to be Mrs. Dan Nolan, huh? Oh, you don't really mean that, Mr. Nolan. It's only that your kind stomach's gotten the better of your good heart. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. I've always dreamed of coming home after a hard day at the rackets, tired and worn out. <laughs> and curling up before the fire with a good cook. Oh, you're very kind, but... But I couldn't possibly marry you, Mr. Nolan. Oh, I get it, I get it. You're letting me down easy. You're still in love with our James mug, huh? Oh, he's not a mug. He's sweet, and and he went to Harvard. <laughs> but look, I... Ah, oh, Dane Addy, that ain't a skirt for you. Hey, Flash! Yeah, yeah, boss. Say, 
Hey, who do you think's got his picture in this paper? Now, look, Fanny, wait. Stop reading Superman and listen to me. No, this ain't Superman. It's James. James? You mean our James? Yeah. Yeah, look, he's getting married today to a society dame. Here, let me see that. Evelyn Fletcher and James Buchanan. You see, his name ain't even Boynes. Boy, does that boy me up. We'll be married today at the wedding chapel. What'd I tell you? His name's Buchanan. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. His name's Mutt. Get the boys, Flash, and tell them to meet me in half an hour. Okay. I'll show that guy he can't do this to the cook I love. Evelyn. Jim. Oh, Jim, you mustn't come in. You're not supposed to see me in my wedding dress until the ceremony. I've got to see you, Evelyn, and I've got to talk to you. But, darling, there isn't time. There's the wedding march. Evelyn, Evelyn, I'm not going to let you make a mistake. Yes? Pardon me, it's time for the ceremony. Oh, well, well, we'll be right there, Reverend Tuttle. Uh, thank you. Now, what do you mean you won't let me make a mistake? Well, well, I think you'll be very unhappy with me, Evelyn. And if you want to call off the wedding... Call off the wedding? Are you crazy? What about all... I mean, are you stop staring mad? Yes? I hate to keep bothering you all the time, but, but the guests are becoming restless. We'll be right out, Reverend Tuttle. Thank you. Now, Mr. Buchanan, I'm waiting for an explanation. Now, look, Evelyn, you don't care anything about me. I know it. You know it. The whole town knows it. What's that got to do with it? Yes, come in! You know, I, I do hate to keep annoying you this way, but, but the, the ceremony... Oh, dear me, what's that? All right, all right, everybody. Just stay put and you won't get hurt. Stand on one side, Grandpa. I beg your pardon. I'm Reverend Tuttle. Oh, well, stick around. Well, 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 if it ain't our little Jane. Well, hello, Nolan. What do you want? Get out of here. That's just what I'm doing, lady. Come on, James. I want to have a little talk with you. He can't go. He's getting married to me. Not on my time, he ain't. Come on, James. Move and move fast. You too, Reverend Tuttle. I? Get going. By all means. You will excuse me, Evelyn? Stop. Come back. You can't get away with this, James Buchanan. It's a trick. And I'll sue you for breach of promise. I'll sue you for 50000 I'll sue you for $50,000. i will sue you for That's enough, Flash. Okay, now let's get this thing over. Joan, you take all of James's mint like Reverend Tuttle says. Mr. Nolan, I refuse to be the bride at a machine gun wedding. Now, see here, Nolan. I'd like to ask you something. You don't ask nothing. You've been trifling with her heart, ruining her cooking, and now you're going to marry her. But who said I wanted to marry him? You told me you loved him not two hours ago. She did. Did she say that? About me? Sure, right here in this room. Go ahead, Reverend, and make it short. <clears throat> Uh, do you, James Buchanan, take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? Buchanan? Did you say Buchanan? Sure. Jim Boynes and James Buchanan are one and the same guy. Love to honor and... Buchanan. And... You're James Buchanan? And Sherry Shan, will you please keep quiet? <laughs> yes. The one you told me about. The one who's so sweet and understanding. Long... Remember? I... I was so noble and so romantic. Please. I cried and begged you to come back. I... As, as long as you both shall live. I do. Oh, how could you? Please, I can't go on with all this disturbance. Keep talking. Keep talking. Please, sir, there's no need for gunplay. <laughs> you, Joan Masters, take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband. Go away from love. me. Leave me alone. Joan, wait. You've got to listen to me. You said once you were in love with Jim Buchanan. To love, to honor. You said that already. Well, I have to say it to both. <laughs> as long as you both shall live. You were laughing at me all the time, getting a great kick out of kidding me along. Well, do you take him for your lawfully wedded husband? She does. In sickness? Joan, darling. In, I love in... you enough for two men, Jim Burns and Jim Buchanan. Look, I've got a great solution. 
Why don't you come and me and marry both of us? In sickness and in health. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have anything to do with men. I don't want to marry anybody. Whom God has joined us under, let no man put together. Oh, no, I don't John. John, dear. Don't you understand? I, mean, I uh, love you. Oh, Jim. I mean, uh, whom God has put asunder. Oh, dear, what do I mean? You mean you pronounce a man and wife. Okay to marry. Boy, does that give me an empty feeling. Does it really, Mr. Nolan? Yes, it does. Come on, let's go out to the kitchen. I'm hungry. Thanks to Adolph Humphrey and lovely Priscilla Lane for a really delightful comedy. And full credit to Ed James for his excellent adaptation. Incidentally, friends, we hope you've all enjoyed our show tonight as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. We're pleased and proud to present the great stars of motion pictures to you every week in the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. For in as much as they all donate their performances, Gulf is able to give the money they would ordinarily receive to the very worthy cause of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. Buchanan Automobile Company. Who? Oh, Miss Fletcher. Yes, that's right, Miss Fletcher. He married the other girl. I'm terribly sorry you lost to Miss Fletcher, and I know just how you feel, but cheer up. There's more to life than a mere man. What, for instance? Why, a good radio program. Yes, indeed. You tune into the Gulf Screen Guild Theater program next Sunday, because we've got a show that's guaranteed to chase your blues away. Yes, sir, it's that sparkling Warner Brothers comedy, The Perfect Specimen. And it stars Melvin Douglas, Betty Grable, and Dame May Whitty. What's that? You feel better already? Oh, good. You're welcome. Goodbye. Well, believe me, if Miss Fletcher thinks she feels good now, she's really going to be riding high next week when she tunes into the Gulf Screen Guild Theater and hears Betty Grable, Melvin Douglas, and Dame May Whitty in The Perfect Specimen. She'll enjoy the music of Oscar Bradley, assisted by Frank Tours, too. It'll be a great show, so don't miss it. Until then, this is Roger Pryor speaking for your neighborhood good golf dealer and saying good night, everyone. Now a word from golf about the Fence Saving Bonds. In the early days of our country, Patrick Henry said, Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? The answer today is, is no as then. So do your part to keep our country free. Buy defense bonds and stamps. Adolf Manjou can now be seen in the RKO picture Syncopation, Humphrey Bogart in the Maltese Falcon, and Priscilla Lane in Blues in the Night, both Warner Brothers pictures. Don't forget our date for next week when we present Melvin Douglas, Betty Grable, and Dame May Woody in the comedy hit The Perfect Specimen. But he's been speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.